We turn again this morning to one of the writings of Paul. It's interesting to think about that uh, Paul, we call him an apostle. He is the one apostle who did not know Jesus in the flesh, right? But only encountered Jesus as the risen one. Um, that for another day. But uh, this morning, we hear from Paul's, what we know is Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 11 through 21. Paul writes this, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we try to persuade others. But we ourselves are well known to God, and I hope that we are also well known to your consciences. Now we are not committing ourselves to you again, but giving you an opportunity to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast in outward appearance and not in heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it's for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ urges us on because we are convinced that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all so that for all might live, no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him in that way no longer. So, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, open us this morning to this call to be ambassadors for Christ. Open us up this morning to being new creatures, new creations. Open us. Amen. I want us to take just a couple of minutes here to look closer to two of uh, the verses that set up the point of our conversation this morning. That first comes from verse 17, a bit buried in the lesson you heard this morning. It says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. That's, I think it's an exclamation point in my translation. But it's not because we earned it or deserve it. Because it says in the next, very next verse, all this is from God. All this is from God. It's a gift from God who has reconciled us to himself, has brought us back to oneness, has reconciled, brought back together through Christ, and, goes on, has given us these new crea crea creators, creations that we are, excuse me, 
has given us the ministry of reconciliation ourselves. So God, through Christ, is reconciling us back to God and then has given us the ministry of reconciliation so that we could take that forward. Those are the lead-up verses to this wonderful verse, so we are ambassadors for Christ. God making God's appeal through us. Ambassadors for Christ. Entrusted with the message of reconciliation. Ambassadors. Of course, I'm familiar with that word. I have the general idea, but I thought, you know, why not Google it? <laughs> what does an ambassador do? How do you get to be one? It's not that uh, difficult of a definition, honestly. In the United States, our ambassadors, they're nominated by the president, whoever is currently in office, and they're, they must be confirmed by the Senate. They serve, a dipl diplomat serve as the country's diplomatic um, representative to foreign nations or to international organizations like the UN. Ambassadors represent the country they come from. They represent who sends them. They are bound to this when they speak. Every now and then you hear of an ambassador being called back home for one reason or the other. Possibly it's because they have done something that has violated this very essential principle that you are to speak on behalf of the one who has sent you. Hmm. This is so relevant to Paul's words to us this morning. His apparent original intent, he was talking about himself and his, and his companions who were writing to the church in Corinth that they were ambassadors for Christ. How we might interpret this 2,000 years later almost is that we, the believers, are ambassadors for Christ. We represent Christ in the world. Hmm. We represent Christ in the world. Now back to those earlier verses, not because we've earned it or deserve it or because we're spectacular Christians or have extraordinary gifts, but what we're told is because God's already done that work in us. God has already reconciled us to him through Christ. God has already done that great work in us so that we might do more of God's great work in the world. That we are new beings. That we are new beings reconciled to God. Hmm. In order that we might be these ambassadors for Christ, carrying that same word and work of reconciliation, does not the world need that more than anything now? A ministry of reconciliation to God and to one another, to places where we have been sent and appointed. Now, as I've said every Sunday, and I'm sure you're like, okay, we got it. This is about the walk. <laughs> The five essential practices, I really want you to leave July with at least some understanding of that. But I've got to tell you, it wasn't until, and it's sort of embarrassing when I tell you how slow I am on some things, it wasn't until the middle of this week that I had like this aha moment. 
even though I have uh, led the study during Lent, and even though I've been reading through the book and thinking about it again this uh, month, I never quite got what I think is essential to this understanding this morning of what Hamilton calls sharing, we might call witnessing, in light of our scripture this morning, we call being ambassadors for Christ. I've been looking at these five uh, essential practices as practices that stand alone. And the first four can. Praying, worship, he ties them together. Study, service, giving. And I always just kind of add it on and then witnessing. Sharing. But what, again, in my big aha moment this week, I realized, no, witnessing, sharing, being ambassadors for Christ cannot exist without a, ruid, about a, without a rootedness, without the essential first four practices. Witnessing doesn't just stand alone. Unless we are grounded in prayer, in study, in service, and in giving, we cannot be witnesses in the world. We can't wear, and, and here's where I'm going to ask you to take a little bit of a jump. We can't wear what we might call like the flag of our nation, our signature, our symbol of who we represent, who for us is Christ, and it is a cross, right? So a little bit of a jump here on this. So if we're ambassadors from the United States, right, our flag when we go forward, that is who we represent. If we're ambassadors for Christ in the world, I, I want you to think about the cross as a sign. The cross as a sign and that our prayer, our study, our service, our giving is what empowers us to wear, to be that person, to wear that cross in the world. A couple of cross stories this morning. The first from my dad. My dad told this story so often that it, if I didn't know it was true, it sounds more like a parable. My dad, for a time in his life, worked for, well, he was always in the lumber industry. But for a period of time in his life, he worked for a lumber company and a very dishonest boss. The company's practice was to underbid to get a job and then to overbid then to overcharge for what the next, what they really should have bid on to begin with, supplies. My dad resigned when he found out that this was what was going on and that the company had no intention of changing. What my, made my dad most angry in the end when he found this all out was that his boss had a big gold cross on his desk. Right? I can see by your faces you get it. Right? That's why I said it sounds like a parable. The dishonest boss with the big gold cross on his desk. My dad said more than once something like, I wanted to knock <laughs> that cross off his desk when I found out what he really represented. Right? So if we are going to be ambassadors for Christ in the world, if we're going to wear a cross have a cross on our desk, have a bumper sticker on our car, tell someone that we go to church on Sunday morning, or if we tell someone we're going to pray for them, but our lives don't reflect that by the way we pray, study, 
give and share, then we might think again about maybe being called back from our service. Now on the other side, a couple of weeks ago I heard this wonderful story from a couple who uh, is in the farming um, business and was moving a very large piece of farm equipment. They got into a situation where they could not have moved forward unless the traffic on the other side of the road had stopped. It was a bit of a logistical nightmare and quite complicated. So I'll, I'll spare you the details, but what happened in the end was a large truck pulled out in such a way to block the traffic on the other side so that uh, this couple could move their equipment forward. When the woman riding in the car, in the truck that was pulling this large piece of equipment, looked back to wave and, and give a thanks to the trucker, she saw on the front of his large grill a big lit cross. Hmm. We don't know anything else about that trucker. Other than the cross was intentional. It wasn't an accidental thing. It was definitely, she recalled, one that was put there. But we knew that somehow he was in that moment an ambassador for Christ. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So our witness in the world, again, what Hamilton calls sharing, this cross-wearing, cross-bearing, is informed by all of our practices that allow us to truly, truly be witnesses to Jesus, to his life, to his love, to his peace, to his justice in the world. So today, this series on the walk is finished, but of course our walk with Christ is not. As ambassadors, it's essential that we stay connected to the one who created, called, and sent us forward. I share with you again the words of Paul. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So, so we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Amen and amen.